Welcome to episode number 122 of HearthCast, recorded on Saturday, June 2nd, 2012, and made possible by Riptide Software. This is Root, and my main is a Goblin Warlock on the Deathwing server. This is Demonogric, and I am a Gnome Warlock on Argos. And this is Freckleface, I'm a Blood Elf Paladin, also on Deathwing, and we are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player. Also in this episode, account hacking updates, a tale of a healer gone horribly wrong, and find out who gets thrown into the hot seat. All of this on episode 122 of HearthCast. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. Season 4 is proudly sponsored by ReduceTheLag.com. Drop your latency by up to 50%. Just visit ReduceTheLag.com today. And YouTube.com slash AllieArtwork. Wow Boss videos for normal people. And check out the legendary dagger video. I'd like to throw some greetings out there to all of our guildmates on in the Hordalies over on the Deathwing server. From Facebook, some mad props over there to Sean. And from Twitter, Laticus Warrior. Remgar and Jules are over at the Torn Think Tank. Ian Explosion, Rich Fisher from the Horde for Life podcast. And there's so many others that we'd like to give a shout out. We just we'd fill the whole show up if we're doing that. Um, also, a special shout out goes over to Hungover Moose. He's a fellow happy Reduce the Lag user, uh, thanks to moi. And a shout out to my guildies and friends in Winterborn, Monopoly, Age of Alliance, and the Exodium. Nerdapalooza. Never before have all the multifaceted sides of the D20 of nerd music come together for one amazing evening of dorky decadence. Chiptunes, nerdcore, hip-hop, video game metal, sock puppet rock, dementia parody, and anything else you can imagine a nerd playing on a guitar. For more info, visit nerdapalooza.org. That's right, Nerdapalooza is August 3rd through 5th, and that is at the Social and the Beach Gym right here in Orlando. We also have our Orlando WoW meetup group, and our next meeting is Saturday, June 30th at 4 o'clock. At the Mellow Mushroom. Over at the Mellow Mushroom in Winter Park. That's awesome. Here in Florida, in Orlando. We'll try to make it. You you would be more than welcome to. You can bunk on Root's couch. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) That'd be cool. So, hey, Freck. Hey. What's up with you this week in the World of Warcraft? Did you even play? I played. I played. Um, I saw you online for like five minutes. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Bought some bags. I realized I was grossly underbagged. Underbagged. <laughs> grossly underbagged. How grossly is grossly? Um, one of my bank slots had a six six slot bag. It's hard yeah. to say. So yeah, I dropped about four hundred gold, and I got me a ton of bag space now, which means I have more room to. Hoard all my transmog gear that I may or may not use. Have you already filled up your transmog bank? You mean the void storage? Yeah. That mess costs you to put it in and take it out. <laughs> well, how much transmog do you do all the time? I don't. I just collect these pieces. For Like, I'll get a, a nice red cloak and be like, okay, maybe one day I'll get a red set. And then I'll get some purple boots and say to myself, oh, I like them purple boots. Maybe we can something match that. So I've always mismatched pieces. Well, for me, I kind of like put whatever I'm definitely going to use in my bank 
And then whatever I'm going to save for later, I just put in the transmog bank, the void storage. I wish I had some way to make notes on the different items so I don't have to keep wondering what it is. Or, like, better organization in yes. the void storage. Well, yes. it's, like, a big mess. And I would like it if there was, like, back pieces here, head enchants, head pieces there, you know, and so forth. Yeah, it is a big mess. Well, Rick, what's been going on with you? Well, this week... Um, I got the rune staff of Nordristil, which is actually the second to last stage of getting the staff for the legendary quest line for casters. Oh, very nice. Yeah. You've been working yeah. on that for a while, right? Oh, uh, too long, too long. I've <laughs> <laughs> been working on it for quite a long time, it seems. But I wouldn't have been able to do it without the help of a certain website. So... Which website is that? Oh, I don't know. A little thing called OpenRaid. Oh. Well, that's, oh. that's convenient since we'll talk about them later. Yeah. I know. What about you, Root? What's been going on with you? Well, this uh, this week we finally got our rogue, his legendary daggers. And mm. um, did that, and we all gathered. As soon as he got it, we all gathered in uh, in our capital city there in Orgrimmar, and he jumped off a cliff. <laughs> and uh, the video for that's up on Alley Artwork over on YouTube. It's pretty funny. Um, so you can watch that, but uh, it's kind of cool. Hoofit did a little montage on that. It's pretty cool that what he did there. Um, when we did that, though, we had to pug a player. It was really interesting because we didn't have our normal raid team with us. We actually had to pug a person. So we got another DPS in there, and he was actually pretty good, very helpful, and not at all what we had expected. It took us a while to actually get him, uh, just get anybody. It was like nobody was really interested, or they were locked to the end, to, uh, to, the, to Dragon Soul. But we did get a guy who's really good, pretty cool guy. He actually got some gear out of there. Uh, he was another warlock, uh, which if, if you're going to run with us, if you're a warlock, that's pretty good because I've got all the gear out of Dragon Soul, so I'm not going to roll against you. So that was cool. Oh, awesome. So he did get some stuff out of there. Um, I did actually make myself run LFR this week, which I normally don't do, but I found out like last, last time I just really wasn't ready for the raid. I was kind of rusty, so I wasn't so good. So this this week I made myself run LFR and it's so funny because you get in and then you get people who who look at your gear and then yell at you. Why are you here? <laughs> you, you you shouldn't even be here. You don't need anything out of here. It's like, well, I can experience the content if I want. So one guy made me mad. He was another warlock. <laughs> Go figure. He made me <laughs> mad because he was complaining that I shouldn't have even been in there, and I was going to pass on all the gear. But lo and behold, we had a, a, a an enchanter in the group. So disenchant was available to me. Oh. So I rolled disenchant on all the gear I could possibly roll disenchant on. Very nice. So Did you disenchant any of his stuff? One thing I did disenchant, <laughs> and he was mad. So that, that was pretty funny. Um, also, we talked about last week, uh, Ask Mr. Robot. Um, Convert to Raid had them on a couple of weeks ago where they actually talked with them. And I'd mentioned briefly that Hoofit had uh, written a nice how-to article on that. Uh, he mm -hmm. since uh, has posted that to his blog over on wowhoof.blogspot.com. Uh, we kind of pushed it out a little bit over on Reddit, and he got a great discussion going on Reddit about it. Um, actually made it up to number four on the uh, the WoW subreddit, which is pretty cool. And uh, we got a lot of, like I said, got a lot of good conversation going on. If you, if you have the chance to go over there and read what he has written, he had spent a lot of time on that, and it's a very, very well-written, in-depth article on Ask Mr. Robot. But there's some key points in there that he makes that if you're not doing, you're not going to get the best results from Master Mr. Robot. So, it, and it's oversights that are easily made. 
So go over to wowhoof.blogspot.com and read that. I've already posted it up on Twitter and our Facebook page. So if that uh, URL is kind of hard to uh, remember, uh, just head over there. Head over to our Facebook page or our Twitter feed. And then, I, you know, I'm, I'm on a little kick of doing stuff I've never done before. Since I, I you know, I said I'd never T-mug anything, and then I T-mug something, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, you were going to say you start herping. No, no, I'm not quite there yet. I'm halfway. Oh, okay. I'm oh, halfway. Did you make halfway. a character? So yes, not on no, not on that server. Oh. But I did roll a blood elf. How is that halfway to herping? Because it's a blood elf male. <laughs> <laughs> Who has long red flowing hair. Ooh. Yes. And keeping herping material. Definitely. Yeah, he's definitely herping material. Uh, he's a mage. And keeping in with my tradition, I have my main character, Root. Right? Right, right. 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 Mm-hmm. I have my hunter, Shoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. right, right. So keeping in that flavor of, of names, uh, his name is um, Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> That's F-R-E-W-T. I don't know what you guys are talking about because he's like fire and root. You know, fire Oh, man? is that so, what it is? Yeah. Uh-huh. Fire. Uh-huh. Fire yeah. root. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Far. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why people laugh at me when I tell them it's his name. I don't understand. Oh, you don't? No. Mm, well, I have to have a chat. It's fire that root. Podcast. Fruit. That's how that works. Yeah, that's, that's totally fruit. what I'm thinking. What? I don't get it. <laughs> Should we call you that for the rest of the show? No. <laughs> but he's uh, he's level 19. It's pretty cool because I actually put some, uh, with uh, with Hot Pox's help, I put some, uh, uh, what do they call those? Heirloom gears on him. Oh, some heirloom uh-huh. gears? Some heirloom gears. <laughs> I got some of them on him. And uh, then, of course, I got I got a level 25 guild perks happening uh-huh. uh, with my illustrious guild tabard on him. And so, like, XP is, like, flowing like milk and honey. It is so fun. But I've noticed there's something a little strange. What's that? Well, after I've been playing Fruit, and I go yeah. back to Root, yeah, and I'm on our Mumble server, uh-huh. I tend to make interesting comments towards people when they say things. Oh, do you? Yes. Like what? Like, that's what I'd say. So you're still in your uh, <laughs> role-playing mode. It's something about it. I don't know. Just something uh, I'd about say you're it. almost three quarters to the way of Irby. It's something it, they get a cool jump. I didn't know that the Blood Elves had that cool little spin jump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they I didn't know their about skirt that. Now? What? What? Skirt now? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> no, he he's not wearing. Well, he could be wearing a dress. He's um, good. you're a mage. He's, he's got a robe. Yeah, wearing a dress. Wearing robe, no. <laughs> it's a robe. Same. Thank you're you. You're not wearing yes. pants. No, <laughs> no. Fruit wears no pants. Have no. you ever seen pants on fruit? Nope. There you go. So a skirt on fruit. The, what what's I'm interesting is is you on the armory. <laughs> it's like this storyline. This is pretty cool. The storyline is um, the the Forsaken, you know, versus the Worgen. The so, Forsaken. Yeah. That's your blood elf. I am, but for some reason the storyline's got me. I'm helping out the Forsaken and I'm killing Worgens. It's kind of ah, cool. Yeah. I've awesome. done oh, that. I did that. Was that? I I've heard about that area. It's, oh, it's I know new. what it is. What is it? Um. Wait, oh, you're not Lady Sylvanas. Yeah, I'm like level Okay, gear. yeah, I, I did that with my undead. So what happened when you started out in the... Well, of course I started out in the Blood Elf area, but I'm using Zyger Guide, so it's like, okay, you're done here, go here, okay. Right, you so, went south. Yeah. <laughs> you're near Undercity. Yeah, I had to fly to... No, I translocated to Undercity. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a teleporter, right? Oh, yeah. that's right, from the Silver Moon to... Right, 
Understood. Yeah. So I, it's really it's one of the things that that fascinates me about WoW is you can play a different character and get an entire different storyline. That's kind of cool. So the part that bothers me a little bit, and this has always been a problem WoW's had, is they're they're telling this living story, as it were. And so mm-hmm. in the storyline where I'm at as level 19, uh, they're talking about how how bad Arthas has made things, but now that he's dead, and now the Lich King has been dead, mm-hmm. then it's not a big deal anymore. Well, here's the thing. Later on, I'm a, I'll be fighting the Lich King. That's true. So it kind of throws a little knick-knack into Paddywhack, if you know what I'm talking about. Kind of, yeah. Somewhat, unless you're assuming that whoever is leveling now is going to skip all that because there's no reason to do in level true, 70 yeah. raid. Yeah, just true. go to... But Northrend. it's not just that. He still appears in some dungeons because they made it so the Lich King appears in some dungeons. So you're kind of like seeing the end boss and hating him. That was kind of right. like the goal in, in Wrath. So, yeah, but I mean, that's always, you know, you, you got to take a little bit of page out of it and step back a little bit and understand what's going on. But I'm, I'm liking it. It's really cool. I've always liked the, the background music in that area. Um, it's very spooky. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It reminds me a whole lot of, uh, like, I go to that the Hallow Scream and the um, Halloween Horror Nights. That's always been my thing to do because I always get to go as designated driver with a bunch of geeks. And so, yeah, they play that kind of that intense, screaming, squelching music, and it's the same kind of that's in that area. So I was, I was like, oh, I like this music. So that was fun. It's kind of like playing Diablo. 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 The Big Pineapple. Yeah, The Big Pineapple. Did you read about that, uh, DR? Uh, no. We'll bring it to speed real quick. Uh, because of the laws in the China, uh, in order for Blizzard to get Diablo past the sensory board, a sensor board, uh, instead of them naming it Diablo, which wouldn't go over too well over there, they kind of renamed it, and it's like Diablo or something else. But when it translates in English, it means the big pineapple. And so they, th- that alone, I guess, you look at, if, you're, if you're the guy, right, and you're sitting at a desk, and you're like, okay, give me my paperwork. What I gotta, what I gotta look through today? Uh, what's this? The big pineapple. No thanks. What's this? Uh, we'll kill you with my left foot. Oh, I better look at this thing. And so I think they just kind of flew under the radar enough that nobody really cared. Right. So you know kudos what the to them. going to be in in China. The Hawaiian pizza. Ooh, that's <laughs> that's a good expansion. That's a good expansion. That's funny. So Freck, we got anything in the email bags? We do have an email from some dude who says, didn't hear any mention of on the last show about this, so I thought I would offer my opinion on the subject of the listener that came back from a long break to find his account had been hacked and his characters leveled. I would advise the user to submit a ticket to let Blizzard know he just returned to the game and his account had been compromised because there were leveled characters that were not there before. They will be able to look at the server logs and see a different IP and likely region where the account was accessed. Of everyone I've known that has gotten hacked, Blizzard has always let them keep any items on their returned account and return to any deleted items from the characters and guilds. In this case, he may ask to not worry about returning items as there are bound to be a ton of items that were deleted or traded off the account if he came back to a few level characters. I would expect to see the account was sold on Craigslist or another account selling site, and now the new owner was too dumb to not change the password. Also, if Blizzard did notice, and the listener wanted to tell them he just thought another family member had been playing, that was your suggestion route. They would need to say a child, as they are the only ones allowed to share accounts. 
Not sure Blizzard would split hairs on that, but allowing anyone other than your child to play your account is a violation of the terms of use. Not sure I'd want to admit to it. I have a friend that when he takes a break from WoW, he removes his authenticator, allowing the account to get hacked. Thus far, he has had his account hacked three times, gained a level 80 tune, many crafting materials, and about 30,000 gold from it. A bit of an exploitation, in my opinion, and I couldn't recommend it, but he manages to get away with it. Take care and happy belated birthday to Root. Thank you, some dude. And you know what would be interesting to me? If I was a, a, a Blizzard you know, customer service rep, they got to have logs on you know how many times person B has called in to say they got hacked right. or compromised. Yeah. And after a while, I, I think there's a time when you go, you know what, dude? Enough's enough. You know, uh, but an update on this guy. We actually mm-hmm. spoke a little bit on Friday morning, and he did call Blizzard because he basically oh. what his standpoint was is he didn't want to become attached to the stuff and the characters, and then have Blizzard find out about it and oh, go, oh, these aren't away. yours, and take them all away. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did call him. He has put an authenticator on his account. Did change okay. the password, all that kind of stuff. He called them and let them know what had happened. Uh, his account was inaccessible for one day. So he oh. was technically suspended, or the account was suspended, for one day as Blizzard researched it. Came back and went, well, you know, have fun. They gave him some little GM note. The guy said he laughed about the GM note, but you know, couldn't really tell what it was. But basically said, hey, you know what? The gods have smiled down on you and enjoy everything. They didn't take a thing away from him. And said, huh. enjoy. Nice. Um, but there, I guess there wasn't enough activity on that account to, or nobody complaining about it or anything else going on, that Blizzard has said, enjoy. Have that account. And so that's uh, that's what happened there. Well, let me ask you this. Um, some dude's friend that got, has gotten hacked three times. I mean, I, I understand you take away Authenticator, but how are people getting his password? He could very well just like put it on Craigslist and be like, "Hey guys, if yeah. anyone wants this account, you can go, be very loose play. about that." Okay, well, assuming that he didn't advertise it, make it a very simple password. Simple. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Oh, so do you think all accounts are? Do you think all accounts are at least being tested for easy access passwords? I think if you are posting in particular forums with your character name or whatever. Um, that maybe has a public email address associated with that forum. Okay. That they people will do some cross referencing and try to, you know, go after your account. Uh-huh. Um, that is one of the reasons that my login is not the email that I use anywhere else. Ah. So, um, but here's the thing. I mean, I I kind of agree with some dude. It is a bit of an exploit if you look at it one way. And again, I think that's something that Blizzard would eventually kind of go. All right, dude, you're, you're turning your authenticator on. You're turning your authenticator off. When you turn your authenticator off, you're getting hacked. You're coming back. You're complaining. You're costing us time and money. Uh, there's, they'll put a stop to it, I think. we start but taking the thing, away the stuff that he's, yeah. that he's gaining. The thing is, I think they might be a little upset, but I'm not sure if they would actually deny service to a, a Blizzard customer because he is paying. True. Like, he is paying for the authenticator, uh, unless it's on the mobile thing. He is paying for a subscription, so why would they deny him service, right? Uh, just because it it's not to the true spirit of the game, and Blizzard has always relied on stuff being in the true spirit of the game, whether it's a punishable offense or not. I just think that if I noticed, as a customer service rep, if I noticed a pattern like that, that, that would raise flags with me, and I would let several people know about it, and, you know, 
maybe a harsh, harsh warning telling guy, like, look, if this continues, here's what we're going to do. When you call, we're just going to uh, reset your entire account. We're going to wipe yeah. that off, and, and you can continue paying us. Go right ahead. But we're just going to consider this a at-risk account. And, um, you know, you call us up and say my account's got hacked. We're just going to wipe it out and tell you good luck. Well, they do have the ability to roll back the account to, like, a few days or a month or whatever. So, like, they would also be able to just do that. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think it gets to a point where you can no longer take advantage of it. So yeah. Anything else in that thing, in that big old bag of email there, Freck? Get a message from Sterling Lee 38 It says, wow, doesn't sound too inviting to raid with you the way you spoke about that healer. Don't think I would be perfect enough. All right, so, Frank, you know, remember last week we had an email in here from uh, Spendori who had emailed in to thank the Hordelies for allowing him to sub in and heal on a raid team. Yeah, and he said he sucked. Yeah, we're a little, uh, we're a little harsh on it. Well, truth be told, that was Hind, our main healer in our raid team, and and that was his alt, and uh, we were just poking a little fun at him. So I probably should have mentioned that at the end of that segment. So I apologize for any kind of confusion that there might have incurred there. If you ever do get to raid with us, we would love to have you. Yeah. We love Hind, Spindorin, not so much. (laughs) Today's totally tantalizing topic... An open discussion about open raid. Brought to you by ReduceTheLag.com. All right, uh, Rick, why don't you give us a little overview of um, what open raid is and kind of how it works? Open raid is a forum, I guess you could call it. It's like a online trade chat where you can post um, raids that you want to do at a certain times and with certain people on a certain server. And they take advantage of all this using the cross-server Real ID system. Um, you upload your characters onto the website, and then you can search, kind of like a trade chat. But this trade chat is very organized and to the point. Um, you can see, say, a person here is wanting to do 25-man Yuldwar achievement run. So you can sign up. You can comment and leave a post if, if you're wanting a certain item, maybe. Um, you can say, would I be able to bring my alt instead? Stuff like that. Um, great communication between raid leaders and the players. Um, and when you sign up, you have to wait till you get accepted. The raid leader will choose if you're accepted or not, or if you're put on reserve. Um, you have a pretty good chance to get in still, even if you are reserved. Um, it's really easy to sign up and make a character on the website. All you have to do is just fill out the account. Um, when you make a character, you have to log into the account um, on WoW, take whatever items they say off your character, um, exit out of the game, and upload that character. Um, they'll know it's you because, say, your hands and your pants will be missing from a crazy party last night, I guess. And... <laughs> And it's uh, pretty easy to upload your characters and find friends even. I found you guys on Open Raid. Oh, I so, saw that. Yeah, so if if I see, oh, look, Freckleface is signed up for that Yuldor run. I'm going to join her so we can be in the same raid together. Or you can invite your friends um, to a raid that you're wanting to do. And that's what I did too. So, uh, Rick, what kind of raids have you been doing on Open Raid so far? Um, I've done 25 Yuldor Mount run and achievement run, getting the Drake from there. I've done the ICC 
Ice Crown Citadel 25-man achievement run. I've done some Nax um, transmog runs. I've also done some mount runs. I've gone the the ZA um, Zolmon Bear from doing this timed run. I've also gotten some of the Glory of the Cloud Cosmic Hero achievements done so then I could actually get that mount, the Volcanic Stone Drake. I've also done some heroic raids from the first tier of Cataclysm. Wow. I've also done some, a lot actually, of Firelands. That's why I got the Rune Staff of Nordestil. Um, and I've done some hard modes in Firelands and some achievements in Firelands too. So I've been really, really active over the past few months. Apparently. Using yeah, how long yeah. has it been? I've been using it for a good couple months. Couple I would months. Say. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brute, how have, what have you used it for? Yeah, I've done a couple of mount runs and did a Firelands run. Oh. How about you? I did an AQ. Can you believe Ooh. that? Who even, I, I didn't realize that was still in the game. Yeah, AQ is fun. I've done that too, actually. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I signed up for a... A Wednesday mid-morning raid, did mm-hmm. some AQ, had a good experience with it, and um, I signed up for like maybe this morning, and then I changed my mind, so I just changed it to not coming. I don't think that'll give me any bad rep. So, Rick, what do you think are some, some really good pros for, uh, for, for this system that they have developed over there at OpenRaid.us? I would say it's really easy to sign up. Um, super, super simple. Um, it's really, really easy to find a raid that you're interested in because you have different filters for what you want to do. You can also choose like softcore, hardcore. Um, you can choose what kind of raid you're wanting to do. Um, I like how it's the layout is with the time. Um, if you're looking for a raid sometime after your own raid or if you have a break during lunch when you're at work. Um, it's really easy to find something that you're interested in because there's some Aussies that I found that actually use the website too. There's some raids that happen at midnight and really, really late if you're a night owl. Um, I find the actual layout uh, for setting up a raid if you're a raid leader to be really easy. And it's really easy to accept and and pick people because you get links to armories and you can check to see if, if they've actually got the gear or if they've actually got like achievements that you're wanting to specify that you're wanting to do, um, so you can look for experience. Um, but overall, I I think that the layout and the the graphics of it is pretty simple for new people to pick up and just go. Yeah, Sweet. I agree. And you, so you've also led a raid through it. I've led um, a few raids, quite a, actually quite a bit of raids in Firelands, and I've done some. Uh, of the mount runs myself. So, What about you, Freck? What are some things you think are really good about OpenRead.us? Uh, well, the reason why it appealed to me so much in the first place is because um, I like to plan ahead, for one thing. Yeah. And it's a lot easier. I mean, trying to find, going on Deathwing and trying to find someone who is doing a queue and also happened to be online at the same time I was, pretty slim pickings. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's that. Um, like I said, it's, it's very easy to navigate. It's very easy to browse the raids, especially if you put it on list view and not with the icons all yeah. the time. Um, yeah, just and the I haven't experienced any nerd rage yet or anything like that because the one group I went with, they were just everyone's laid back and really cool. 
and I'd put myself down as a healer, but, you know, there was no rolls. I mean, everyone's just kind of running. It was basically looting as fast as you could run. Yeah. Um, so I got an achievement during that run, too. What did you get? Do you remember? I got, um, well, I got something for getting 25 mounts. Oh, I, nice. Yeah, because I got three mounts during that. Even though you can only use it there, they count. Yeah, there's like probably like four or five mounts in there. Different yeah. The, different bugs. Yes. Yeah. It got blue, yellow, and green, I think. Yeah, apparently the red one's the most rare. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I like the reputation system. Oh, yeah, the reputation system's awesome. Yeah. Because if there's somebody that doesn't, that just, I've noticed that there's some people that just <clears throat> sign up for a whole bunch of raids at once. And don't show up. They're just not online. Mm -hmm. You send them the invite, and they're not there. And so it's really frustrating. So you can downvote them on the website if they don't even say anything. Uh -huh. Like, oh, by the way, guys, I can't make it. Or maybe I'm, I, I, if I'm only maybe able to go, you can sign up for that. Um, so you, at least you know in advance that they're only maybe able to go. But it's still expected that you're going to show up. That type of thing. Right. So... So I, I'm right now honored with the website, nice. and you can actually go, like, the opposite way if you're, well, if you're, if you nerd rage on people, or if you just don't show up, you and can... And then you start out at friendly. Yeah. And then you can go down into neutral. I don't know if it gets lower than that. I you get hostile so. with open raid. Well, I, yeah, I think so, probably. Oh. If you, if you just, like, troll, or if you ninja, like, the mounts, if you say right. that mounts are open roll... Or items are open to all, and you ninja everything. I'm sure everyone would just downvote you, and then they would know. So in the future, hey, this raid leader is a ninja, right? And you can actually post it on their profile, like this guy's a ninja or whatever. So you, at least you know it advanced. So I find overall people are more inclined to be friendly on the website. That's true. They don't want to be uh, like set up as hated, um, or else they wouldn't be able to do anything. What confused me when we were running it is. Um... When we ran AQ and we ran the first part, apparently mm -hmm. the the guy ate me. Oh yeah. Yeah, the eye. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I was dead, and I tried <laughs> to get someone to res me, and they couldn't. So, I just went outside and I spirit rest, and then I'm outside, and everyone's talking about getting to the ruins, and I'm like, hey, I'm right there, and they're like, okay, summon us, and I'm like, okay, I don't see a summoning stone. Like, use your guild perk. I'm like, all right. I popped it. Nothing happened. I'm just like this person will not be summoned because they're not in your realm. So uh, it burned my yeah, cooldown. Be inside. <laughs> I know. They told me that. Like, gotta be inside. The only way like, that you can summon the group is you have to actually be inside. The but I, I thought it didn't work inside raids, so that's what confused uh -huh. me because I tried to use that with a uh, root and I when we were running um whatever running, and we well, got no, lost. You can use it, but you can only use it at the entrance. There's like oh, certain the save points that you can use okay. um, mass summon, like at the very entrance where the portal is, because before they were um, glitching it, I think in Blackwing Descent in, in the very first tier when the uh, mass summon started, right. to be able to skip trash, you would just have a rogue sneak up and mass summon everyone. Yeah, so it was awesome. kind of yeah. Okay, I can see that. So it has it can be inside the raid, it has to be at the beginning. Exactly. That makes sense. So that's kind of funny. Luckily, no one got mad. They just kind of laughed and said, "Oh well, we need to need to run anyways." <laughs> that's a really cool group. 
So, Rue, what do you like about it? Well, a couple of things I like about it. Uh, the chat room that they actually have on the website is pretty cool. I haven't used the chat room. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's actually broken up into um, your horde, alliance, and like quick raids. So, um, yeah, it's it's right there. You'll have people from time to time, like, they'll go into the opposite faction's chat room. And they're not bashing the opposite faction. They're out there trying to recruit people who might have, you know, multiple characters. Oh, okay. Um, I do, actually. And I, that's how I found a raid before. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it works really well. Of course, people get questionable, like, hey, you're, you're you know, you're Alliance and this is a horde chat room. Why are you, you know, <laughs> they're like, ah, it's okay. Um, but it's kind of neat to be in there and just t- chat with people anyhow. That's kind of fun. I've actually gone to some raids there, just c- kind of like little pickup ones there. Uh, the other thing I like about it is their email notification system oh, is really amazing. nice. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, although their uh, their idea of the raid is starting uh, is a little. It's like it's like a half hour before. It's like the raid is starting, and it comes a half hour before the raid actually starts. The reason for that is because um, some raid leaders want to get the um, invites out before the raid actually starts, so you can be in the instance at the time that's listed on the website. So that's why they say raid is starting soon. Right. So sometimes yeah. it takes yeah. a while for some people to log on or get, like, potions or whatever. Plus, if you had signed up for something like three days ahead of time, would you want to get any, and you forgot, would you want a no- notification five minutes yeah, ahead of time? Yeah, that's just true. Or would you want a half an hour? I'd like a like, half oh. hour to go, oh, and oh, then have my okay. wife go, pathetic. <laughs> that's what I want. Naturally, yeah, but I, oh, overall, I like it. I'm, I'm waiting for some some other little improvements, a little bit of the UI improvement. Um, I haven't actually seen their add-on yet, but I've heard some pretty good things about that. Um, but yeah, so far, I'm really, really liking uh, it as a deal. I haven't don't have a lot of experience running it, but it's pretty cool. All right, guys, so we've covered the the, the really cool stuff about OpenRate.us, and let's see if there are any kind of you know challenges or room for improvement that they might have. Demonic Rick, what do you think? Um, well, first off, I've the only problem that I've really had with the service itself is actually more on Blizzard's part. Okay. I found that I found that sometimes Battle.net shuts down for some people. Like if you load into a new zone or sometimes it's not online when you log in. And really the only way to fix that is to log out and then log back in and then it'll be on. Well, I think here um, recently Blizzard's had a, their share of issues with Battle.net. Um, yeah, you know, with Diablo. Yeah, just I think they've had an overload. I don't think they were. Plus, the, I mean, the one of the things that I question. Um, I love what Open Rate is doing, but yeah. I halfway don't wonder if Blizzard really wasn't ready for it. Yeah, I mean, they're like, I, yeah, I, we do cross raid realming or cross realm raiding, and what they think is, okay, this will be the you know the people who have their small circle of friends of maybe you know five maybe people that you know mm-hmm. of IRL who play, you know. Not on your same realm because most friends play on the same realm, and then Open Rate comes along and says, "No, no, this is cross realm. This is anybody you want." So I kind of think it's a little bit taxing on the uh, on the Battle.net system. I always have about twenty-ish people on my friends list, usually playing myself, and so I don't know. That's just an example of how some people can be, I guess, putting more pressure on the Battle.net system. Well, sure. I mean, I typically have about five people. Um, yeah, but now that I've been with Open Raid, that's probably up to, you know, ten or twelve. Yeah, I've had to delete some people actually because I got to the maximum. There's a maximum of only a hundred people that you can have on there, so only. I noticed. 
I'm that's a, a lot of people. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of people. Well, hundred people there. I never started deleting the people from the open raid that I just never talked to after that. Sure. So I had to delete some of the people from open raid um, after I got to the max because I was doing some twenty-five man um, content, and you can't invite twenty-five people if you're at like eighty on your uh, list. What so is, that, is he so? What we're looking at here, it has nothing to do with OpenRaid.us. It's just, I think it's a shortcoming with Battle.net. I don't think Blizzard was ready for what OpenRaid has brought to the table. Yeah. And another thing that I've noticed is if you're raid leading or if you're waiting for an invite, sometimes that invite doesn't come right away. If I send you an invite, if say if we weren't friends route, if I send you an invite for a raid, you could very well get that invite a day later. I've had that actually happen to me. Right, and that can and, really mess up your standings on the openrate.us website, too. Someone says, well, that guy never responded. I'm going to downvote him. Yeah, you could be online the whole time. Or you could just not notice that your ballot was offline at that time. Yeah, it's weird. Um, one time I actually had to make an account on, well, make a character on their server and have them add me. So, wow. yeah, but that was, that was a bit easier because it was only a five-man. And I knew those people were going to show up because true, true. I've, I've played with them before. So that's kind of an issue. Just the whole complications with Battle.net. Now, this doesn't always happen. It's like a 90% uptime, I would say. But there's that 10% that has the possibility of it not really working. And some people have super, super long emails. And sometimes if you go copy and paste it into the um, really the invite. Uh, you might like miss one character or something. So that could always be a problem too. Yeah. Um, apparently it's a bit easier if you use the add-on though that they um, have and you can download that on Curse. So it makes raid leading a little bit easier. You can import the event into the game and have it on your calendar. So that's how that works. It's pretty simple to set up and they actually have instructions to set up the add-on on the website. Cool. Yeah. Um, another thing that could probably be upgraded, and this isn't a big flaw or a big problem that I have, you know how um, Ask Mr. Robot first had their version 1.0 pretty much? Sure. And then they got the graphical update Yeah. changed the world. They could always just use a graphical update too. Have like some artists come in or have some icons and whatnot just to make it a little bit more feature friendly. Right, and that's probably going to come down the road. That'll probably be, I mean, that's always the, hey, let's, you know, it's, I call it the spaghetti test. Yeah. You know, you, you don't know if something's going to be popular in this world, and if it is, if it isn't, you don't want to have spent, you know, time and money on this thing for it to flop. Oh, yeah, totally. So spaghetti test, you just, you know, throw the noodle against the wall. If it sticks, the spaghetti's ready, you know? Yeah. My sister did that once. I threw it to the ceiling, and a piece of noodle stuck on the ceiling. It's still there? Ah, this was when I was a kid, but we had to, Might like, still be there. No, no. I know it's not there because we had to figure out how to get it down. We had to go to my neighbors and borrow their ladder. Before your parents came <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Freck? Any kind, of, uh, any kind of room for improvement, room for growth, you might think? Well, the only thing I find a little frustrating with searching for raids is uh, finding ones that have a lot of items on reserve, especially uh, mounts. Um, and I've noticed some of them are doing the system where they're giving you giving people extra roll points if they've been there before. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of defeats the whole purpose. I mean, if you want to have a loyal raid team, make a loyal raid team. Right. Right? Get a set of people within the same guild, within your same little group of people, and run with them. If you're doing a pug, 
make it a pug. You know, people who have been there before shouldn't get preference. If if you can't do the raid without the pugs, you shouldn't be penalizing the pugs. Does that make sense? It does. So a lot of times what people do is they'll put like fragments on reserve or cinders or what embers, whatever they're called. Something that I have no idea what it's about, so I don't care. Um, if it's like two-handed awesome sort of awesomeness, I don't care. I can't use it, so I'm, I'm all right. Now, if they're putting stuff on reserve, like you said, the mount, mm-hmm. and that's my entire purpose of going there, then I'm just not going to sign up. But you may have people who have that mount and don't care to get it. Right, yeah. and they might not, but... But I understand your point. Right, when you look for raids and when you create a raid, there could be some sort of option to mark it as open roll on everything or having items in reserve. If it's me, I'd go in and filter it and be like, don't show me any raids that have stuff in reserve. True. I don't want to go with a group of people that already have a click going. They're already you know, are going to show preference to their friends. Open raid, the point is to go with different people. So what you're saying is you would like open raid to have a checkbox for like items on reserve or right. a checkbox for um, a preferential return yeah. treatment. And depending how advanced they wanted to get, I mean, they could pull from the wowhead because there's all the items are there, what would drop. True. Items on reserve and link, you know, this item's yeah. on reserve, you know, that way you could see it. Instead of going, That'd be this, really cool. Yeah, instead of going, the staff is on reserve, and you go, well, what staff are they talking about? <laughs> you know, they could link it. Um, the red thing is on reserve. You know, and, and obviously that would probably be a little further down the line. Um, that's the only thing I think kind of really goes against the spirit of it, if that makes Can sense. It does, it does. I kind of like that, actually. In the description, if you read it, I like being up front and knowing what's going to be on reserve right. versus going into a pug and be like, hey, uh, by the way, you're already inside the raid. You've already wasted 20 minutes while the group is filling. Oh, by the way, these items are on reserve. You know, so I kind of like the whole upfront nature of open raid versus a pug. There are some guilds that go in there and they just need to fill up one spot or two spots. Um, I've had to do that with my guild. Uh, we were going to do a guild Firelands run, and I, we only need a couple healers and a DPS. And so we got it from there, and we like let them know these items are on reserve. So we're really upfront about that. And that's the way you have to be. And that's not what Freck yeah. is is not liking about it. What she, but what she's saying is she wants a way to filter those out. So yeah. if she sees a raid like. 8 p.m. tonight, Firelands. She goes, that's what I want. 8 p.m. tonight, Firelands. So she clicks on more information, and then while she's reading the more information, it says, oh, by the way, everything's on reserve. We just need more deeps. It's like, well, well I'm wasting my time. So not only would she be, is she wasting her time if she'd gone to the raid, which is why it's in there, but she's actually wasted her time Searching, not, you know, cert- yeah, without being able to filter. She's wasted time reading that description. So if you have a flag on open raid that says we will have items, regardless of what they are, we are there is a reservation system, then yeah. you can say, hey, filter out. If there's a reservation system, I'm not interested in going. Maybe so, a more specific filter system would be I don't want to have um, things on reserve that have to do with me. So say if there was a mount or yeah. a staff thing, like there could be a difference. If you're a paladin, you don't need staff, so why should that matter to you if anything with a staff um, should be reserved, right? That'd be but, a great version three. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think like the version, advanced. yeah, I mean, because that gets in depth. But I think the version two could easily be, hey, if you're going to create this raid, if you're going to have anything on reservations, or if you're going to show preferential treatment to anybody, go ahead and make a checkbox here. I think that's a brilliant idea. So um, I think, and Rick, you already touched on this already. I think sometimes they make it a little too easy. 
too easy. Yeah, because I signed up for like three raids within like pretty much a half hour of each other start starting time. You think it should have stopped you? It should have, because I'm thinking my 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 thought process was a shotgun approach. Maybe I'm not going to get picked for A, B, or C. Well, I got picked for A, B, and C, and now I can't go. I can go to any of them, but <laughs> if. You know, something should say, hey, by the way, you know you just signed up for this other raid that starts a half hour earlier, and chances are... Like a warning system? Yeah. Like, do you really want to do this? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise, it should show something to the raid leader that says, hey, this guy's just signed up for, like, you know, nine different raids tonight. You may not want to take him type thing. Um, that's really, as, as far as, as their system goes, I guess the only one other little complaint, and I don't know if this is... Um, on their side, or if it's just the the raid leader side who set something up, and that is in the raid that I did last night in Firelands, uh, we used Open Raid's vent uh, Ventrilo server. Yeah, and it was good. It had no no qualms about that. All right. Well, one thing with not being able to go to the raids is if you're not able to make it to a raid, even if you signed up and you're already accepted, you can update your status on there to say not coming, or oh. you can post. Or you can post down below and say, hey, guys, I'm sorry, I'm really not able to come anymore. I'm caught up at a play or something like that. <laughs> well, you, you're assuming that I had computer access at the time. You had and your phone. You were getting emails. Barely. It was on orange, the battery, um, and so I did not want to utilize it any more than I could. Well, still, for other people, it's there. Maybe they'll come available. up with an app that make it easier. Yeah, right. They, they do. They should have an app for that, a real app for that. The only little caveat that I think um, we used in the Fireland raids I did last night, we used their Ventrilo service, which was good in and of mm-hmm. itself. Uh, f- I mean, there are hundreds of people on this thing, and it—it's it a huge server. It's like over a hundred men, I would say. Yeah, it, and it was it 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 handled it, it handled the traffic, and I don't know if this is on open raid side or on our raid leader side from last night. Uh, the channel that we were in, or the room, whatever they call it, on Ventrilo. Was not password protected in any way, and I don't know if you go. Do you just grab a channel, or do you do you set your own channel up and then can you assign a password to it? Because we had a lot of, well, we had idiots who just showed up and would come in and yell their full heads off and just interrupt everything that was going on. Um, Trolls. Yeah, and then the other issue we had, which you know, this just goes back to hearkening to me being in a regular raid group now. Who you know? We use our own mumble server, and yeah. we control what people sound like on there. Because I had like five people in our raid muted because they were so terribly ear bleedingly loud. Yeah, that it was just impossible to talk to to listen to because you had everybody at a certain level, and you have somebody comes in who's literally four or five times louder, and they're like shouting. And it's like no. And then we had one guy who was a complete, he was a huntard, and he really was a huntard. I mean, the yeah. guy, and this is literally zero to do with open rate. It just. Melee hunter? Yeah, melee hunter. He was just, I mean, it, he he thought he was witty and funny and was making snide remarks about every. He finally left. And, but, yeah. I mean, that has nothing to do with open rate. Just, it's like, you're going to get that anywhere you go. I mean, if you're going to pug, you're going to pug. And that's, well, that's, you can you know. just downvote that person next time. Well, you know? they decided they asked people not to. The raid leader did. <laughs> um, so that was that was okay. But, that again, that has nothing to do with, with open rate. But, yes, that's why the downvote exists. So you can go in there if someone's a, a tard. Uh, you can go in there and let everybody else know. Well, but and you it's can, anonymous. 
Can you see the only thing I've seen is after I did my raid in AQ, it yeah. let me rate everybody yeah. on scale, and I rated everyone ex or I rated everyone great because only it lets you rate two people excellent. And the one guy that had went out of his way to help me, I gave him excellent. Um, exceptional. Yes, exceptional. But as yeah. far as other people that haven't rated with, I've only seen the option to add a comment. Hmm. I haven't, uh, and I've done that. I've added a comment for you and for you, right? Because I saw you added one for us. Yeah, but, I need to go back in and, and I mean, I don't really remember the hunter's name, but it wouldn't take me long to figure out who he was from the uh, from the, from the sign up. But, um, but well, but if it didn't have a password, you wouldn't necessarily know who exact, it was. Right? If the no, no, a, not, not the not the drive by guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and gotcha. that is like I said, Rick. I don't know if when you go in and create your room, if it just throws you in one, do you get to create one? Can you assign a password you can to just, it? The raid leader can just see an open room and say, "Hey, guys, just pop into this room. This is where we're going to do it." Yeah. See, I would if, like the option to have a mumble service, oh, possibly, because yeah. not everyone has vent. Not everyone has has that service. So if they could possibly offer a huge mumble service, that would be also cool. Well, I mean, you also have to look at it as if you're serious about running your own open raid team uh, and your own raids, then it's really uh, mumble servers and voice servers themselves aren't that terribly expensive. Yeah. Uh, you can go grab yourself a 25 man or 20, you know, whatever you need, uh, in which case you would, because you could just change the password to it for that raid and then change it back to something else when you were done. So that's, um, exactly. So I mean, I I, my own guild vent too. Right. So. I'm glad that that Open Raid provides that service, but they need to do something with it so that people can set their own passwords and those passwords expire. I mean, that's not terribly difficult to do with with Ventrilo. Um, mm-hmm. But it just because those drive by guys who came by were just which is horrible, absolutely horrible. Yeah. But like I said, you're gonna get that anywhere. That has nothing to do with 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 Open. You get raid. that from trade. <laughs> yeah. You really do. Uh, so I think overall, what do you think, Freck? Overall, what's your opinion on open raid? What do you give it, like, you know, a scale of 1 to 10? Oh, 10. 10? Yeah. Cool. What about you, Rick? 11. I, I wouldn't have been able to get this far with the legendary staff, personally. I wouldn't have been able to get all these mounts. I wouldn't have been able to get all this transmog gear. Because sometimes it's just dead, especially with Diablo. It's been even more dead a little bit on the servers. Yeah. But these I- are like-minded people that want to be able to do the same stuff as you. And I find that to be really awesome. And the community's building even bigger and bigger every day, it seems. I agree, and I think their timing is really good, especially with it with Diablo coming out. And uh, a lot of people, I mean, I, I didn't take, I think I took two days off, and not even really two full days. I, I left what I was doing Diablo to jump back on to do stuff in, in World of Warcraft. But there yeah. are some people who have just given up for a week and said, you know what, I'm going to go do this thing, I'm going to level every character, and they just go crazy. So, yeah, at a time where people became scarce, Open Raid was there and became extremely popular, and um, it's doing really good. So, and sometimes, yeah. And sometimes, like, you can find raids at 2 o'clock in the morning, for instance. And if, if you come off work and you have a night job or you just have different sleeping habits or whatever, you can choose to raid whatever time you want. It's available if you want to. It might not be as active, but it's there. And you cannot get that from trade chat type of thing. No, you on can't. Your, your own server, yeah. And that's the beauty. Also, like one of the runs that I went on, uh, well, it tried to go on. Put it that way. We we didn't ever materialize everybody in there, uh, yeah. but it was a pickup run from the quick raid uh, channel on, yeah. the, on the on the chat server. So we were in there chatting. The guys like, "Hey, we're doing this." I'm like, "All right, cool. I'll do that." It was a Firelands thing, and we just never got enough people to actually make it happen. But it was cool. We tried. So that that part was good. Yeah. Oh, so hey, Rick. 
Ja. You're in the hot seat. It burns. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to take this opportunity, Rick, to put you in the hot seat. we got some questions from people here. Our first two questions are from Disney Girl 85 The first one says boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. <laughs> Question yeah. number two. Okay. Disney Girl 85 asks, if I were single, would you go on a date with me? Hmm. Good question. Um, yes. Yes, I would. All right. Awesome. We got All a, right. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. have a question here from uh, Mike. It's now a dating podcast, it seems. What? <laughs> it's now turned into a dating podcast. Hey, if wedding comes out of this. We want invites. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got another question here from Mike Preston. And Mike Preston says, have you ever used your disability as an advantage to get items in the world of Warcraft. I hate being that guy, but no, no, I have, I, I don't think I've ever done that. I've let people know, Hey guys, sorry. I just have trouble seeing this one thing. Um, so give me a break if I die on this fight, possibly. Um, but no, I've never used my disability. I, I try not to even use it in real life. And I've never really tried to really take advantage of it type of thing. So, Well, Mike has a follow-up question on that, and you've already kind of alluded to it. Uh, yeah. He wants to know if you've ever used your disability to gain anything IRL, such as computer equipment, for the game of World of Warcraft or anything else. Yes. Yes, I have. Um, because generally, um, when I'm going to school... Technology is really expensive for me to be able to keep up with everybody else. And so I wouldn't say it's really gaining the system. It's more being able to work on the same level as everybody else. So it's just making things more accessible. I have a electronic magnifier. I have text-to-speech programs on my computer to be able to read out my textbooks to me. Stuff like that. So yes, I've used my disability in real life to be able to gain equipment but for school. And I wouldn't have been able to get this far in my education without it. So, yeah, I remember a while back you were telling us that you'd gotten a large monitor or something else. Um, yeah. So, But, yeah, I kind of agree with you. That's not really gaming the system or taking advantage of, of anything. That's just, that's just life, really. It's, you know, you're, you're playing the cards that have been dealt to you, in my opinion. That's like if you were to use your white cane out in public, are you gaining the system? No, that's making it so I'm able to be on the same level as everyone else. It's like a person using a wheelchair. Are they gaining the system? You know. Well, when Sometimes you go to the theme parks, you are. If you use a wheelchair, you get to the front of the lines. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Preferential seating treatment. Well, sometimes they just need that. Say for on the bus, too. Usually people with disabilities have... Um, preferential treatment, I guess, at the front of the bus being able to get a seat because they need that space or they need to communicate with the bus driver. What about with the ladies? What about with the ladies? Do you tell them you need to... um... Uh Uh-huh. Wait, wait. I can't see really well. Do you mind if I feel my way around? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you were thinking? That's what you looked like you were thinking. Like, pretend like you... Like you're trying to, um, I've jokingly done that with some of my lady friends who actually have a really great sense of humor. 
But no, I have not used it on like a date or something really. I can joke about my disability quite easily, but I I've never really I'm I'm a respectable young man. Thank you very much. Respectable. Respectable. And just as an update for us, uh how is it's been a while now. What's the update on like the medication thing you were working with or your your councilman uh, or someone locally there? Yeah, that's been annoying because I've still been denied and I haven't been able to get anything with that. That stinks. Yeah, I've I've kind of left that. I've gotten a new job, though, and I'm enjoying that. It's been quite enjoyable, actually. Um, I'm working at a job being able to help people. Um, Cool, and and that's kind of in your uh, chosen career field, which you're working on in school, too, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going for a psychology major. So that's cool. Hmm. That is really cool. So, hey, Rick, what do you got planned for this week? What are you doing in the world of Warcraft this week? Well, let me just look at my open raid list of things that I've been approved for. <laughs> Actually, I've, I've, I've signed up for a few um, old classic runs, trying to get some mounts. Um, I've already done some raiding. Currently, I'm four of eight heroic in uh, Dragon Soul, uh, working on five of eight. Um, and I'm working on the Fireland staff this Sunday myself, so. And if anyone wants to follow me on Open Raid, you can follow my character, Demonic Rick, to see what I'm signing up for leading. I'm following you. I think I will to this afterwards. Hey, Frank, what about you? What you doing this week? The same thing as Rick is doing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you ever think you'd say those words? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope. Do we four of eight heroic? Nah, she's got. Uh, she's gonna do some transmogging. She's gonna do some some open raid. Well, I'm yeah. not doing trans. Well, I might do transmogging. Yeah, you're going on teamog runs. You know you will. Mount runs, teamog runs, everything you get out of open raid. You know, actually, what I would like to do this week because I wanted to do this before today's episode, we didn't get a chance to. Oh. I would love for all three of us to sign up for the same raid. Yeah, we need to. And then we can rate each other and maybe help you get out of your negative reputation route. Oh, I have negative rep? <laughs> yeah, you do. You're <laughs> neutral. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. That's probably because of those raids I signed up for then didn't go and then got um, called pathetic. You're at 15% neutral. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas me. Well, see, the issue is we can all sign up for the same raid, but if we get chosen or not, see, what's going to have to happen is Demonic Rick is going to have to lead a raid and then he's going to have to choose us. Because we all can't if we sign up. Yeah, you can choose. If if you if we all three decide up for random raid, right? Uh That raid leader has the option to say yes or no to all of us. So there is a chance we will not all be in the same raid. However, if Dr signs up and runs the raid, creates a raid, and we sign up for it, then he can just choose us. That's true. But it it seems like though the the raid game the system. The ones that I that I are just <laughs> the what? <laughs> no, no, no! You're dropping your stuff. I know. Leave it in the show. The ones that I am interested in are the casual mountain runs, and they usually accept people who sign up. Accept everybody. Yeah, it's like oh, we're doing like heroic dragon soul. Okay. Yeah, which I understand, right? Um, it'd be cool. Things that I've noticed with the website too is depending on your item level for your character, raids won't show up if they're requiring, say, a 400 item level for Firelands, which oh, is. Oh, pretty- that's pretty yeah, nifty. So, yeah, so it's something that's kind of in the background. Uh, well, if, I, if you just, select only raids that this character can attend, right? Yeah. Right. 
Um, I've done that and noticed that because I would sign up with my new 85 Hunter and I'm not able to sign up for them, but say my Warlock with like a 400 item level is able to sign up. So stuff like that. More raids are showing up for me uh, on my main versus my alt. So you wouldn't have really noticed that if it was, if you didn't have alts. Cool. Yes. I guess I will be uh, uh, running some open raids to uh, uh, get my negative 15% neutral <laughs> rating uh, changed. Hey, you know what? We need to have those devs on to the show, and then they can just go in there and change that for me. Ooh. Yeah, be like, hey, guys, <laughs> bump that up. <laughs> bump that up. I didn't know what I was doing, and my wife caught me pathetic. That should be <laughs> – I should get, like, some kind of bonus points for that. <laughs> uh, so, but she yeah. has her for bonus points. <laughs> but I'll be uh, leveling my mage a little bit. Go fruit. That's awesome if we could have some of the devs on the show, though. Definitely. Well, you know, we're working on that. We'll see what, what comes of that. So, hey, everybody, you can be part of next week's show. All you need to do is send us an email to contribute at hearthcast.com. If you don't want to send us an email but you still want to contact us, you just go to our website submission form over at hearthcast.com. Fill out the form and press the button. That'll send us an email on your behalf. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at hearthcastroot. Freckleface is at hearthcastfreck. The show is at hearthcast. And you can follow us at Twitter, twitter.com forward slash hearthcast, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash hearthcast. And you can also call the uh, hearthcast hotline at 407-520-5342. And you can follow me on Twitter at Richard underscore Harlow. And you can check out my YouTube channel at Ricardo Harlow. We'd again like to thank our sponsors, Reduce the Lag, and youtube.com slash Artwork. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root, the Monogrick, and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Root and Freckleface next week again on HearthCast. A shout out all to your guildmates. Let's have fun and go. Thanks for listening and be sure